Hi guys, welcome back to Nerd with the Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. I'm your host, Charles, and this episode will be entitled One Impossible Thing at a Time that should give you a clue about what's coming up next. Alright, welcome into the show, guys, girls, and non-binary. <laughs> How are you doing today, guys? Alright, so, what we're talking about should have given you a clue there at the beginning. We are talking about Star Trek Picard, a uh, a thing I had said I wasn't going to review, but I got a request. Yes, a request on Twitter. Um, just one of those, uh, some fellow, fellow podcasters reach out. Uh, they were doing their own review of the show and were very interested in my opinions of it. And, um, well, here we go. It is what it is, so we're going to do it. So, uh, disclaimers out of the way. One thing you should know, I have not watched Discovery. I have not watched um, Lower Decks. Um, anything else related to New Trek. Um, mainly because I had refused to deal with the CBS app. And, um, and that's just 100% uh, truth of it. And now that the parent company... Uh, Paramount has stepped in and took over the thing. Um, I'm very much interested in the app. Paramount Pictures uh, Studios have released, um, I'd say, a good 45 to 50% of the stuff that I loved in my childhood through my adult years here. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of reason for me as an entertainment news podcaster to uh, go ahead and get that app. And uh, I have had this request in the backlog since January. So my apologies. I can't even remember who um, had made the request that I do this. So whomever you are, uh, I didn't forget about it. It just, um, I've had a very rough 2021. (laughs) Here we are. So... Star Trek Picard, right? Um, Again, some more background details for this review. Um, Context for where I'm coming from. I I love original Trek. I love uh, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and um, I'm one of the few... uh, that likes all of those things, that also likes Enterprise. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> it's one of those. I, I came into this um, very skeptical, hopeful, but skeptical. Like, I was, I, I was figuring I was going to hate it. And I must admit to being pleasantly surprised. However, and comma, I can, I can tell, I can see um, where some of the online fervor from um, the hashtag not my truck people is coming from. 
as misplaced and misguided as those opinions may be. I understand them. Um, I don't agree with them, but I do understand them. Now, usually, when I'm talking about things, I like to stay spoiler-free. However, this needs to be said going in. Um, there are some things you need to understand, and I'm not going to list off a million episodes like some shows will of the previous um, shows so you get an understanding of where the uh, callbacks are coming from in Star Trek Picard. However, there is some pivotal information that needs to be understood for the context in which the show takes place. Alright? So, directly from MemoryAlpha.com Star Trek Picard, the plot is... It is the 8th Star Trek series and was launched in 2020 as part of Kurtzman's expanded Star Trek universe. The series features a retired Jean-Luc Picard who has been deeply affected by the death of Data in the film Star Trek Nemesis, a review to come soon, um, and, and that's from O2, and the destruction of the planet Romulus from the most recent J.J. Elgrim's relaunch of Star Trek into the movie universe back in 09, just Star Trek. All right? So those two things, the death of Data from Nemesis and the destruction of Romulus in in the, the, the reboot, Star Trek the reboot, the first film. All right. So, yeah, man. I love this show. I absolutely love this show. So why do I feel um, so many of us original Trek fans seem to hate it, right? <laughs> well, I think there's a few reasons that I can get into here. Um, again, I personally love the show. Um, but if you know anything about my reviews, I am a person who wants to take the journey that the storyteller has put me on. Um, I come back with that my, my own fan theories after I've experienced the thing. That, you know, the way it was intended to be. Um, you know, I don't jump on it uh, instantly and say, oh, well, I don't like this. I, I mean, I may say that in the moment of watching it. Like, oh, I don't agree with that. But I instantly shut the hell up in my own head and just watch the show all the way through. So... Anyway, you know, <laughs> and reboots in general seem to have uh, this category of um, you either love them or you hate them, um, and trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice is, uh, it's a dangerous and often impossible. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That leads me to the title of this episode, One Impossible Thing at a Time. And I mean, that is the rub, right? Um, we can only deal, we can only deal with the information provided and the context provided in the show. That's how I do it. All right. And for a ton 
of this show, um, the background on these characters is missing. Um, they do the slow reveal thing. They do the slow reveal thing, which is a a trope um, in many science fiction, and it's not just science fiction. It's a trope in a lot of television writing, to be honest. Um, some pretty famous episodes of Murder She Wrote did it quite often, um, and it uh, you know won that show several Emmys. So I can't really fault them for if it ain't broke don't fix it style of writing um i just uh i wish um we could had some time to really fill the universe in the card now i granted i will grant you that it's in a universe um that maybe um Maybe if I watch the other shows, uh, I I will get more familiar and understand the universe that this is taking place in. But um, from a pure novice beginner uh, thing, the only pathway of understanding the story that I know, the only people that I know, it's Picard. It's when the regular cast of The Next Generation and Voyager... Uh, show up um, and it's particular ones I don't mean to imply that the uh, the whole cast is there but um, you know it's one of those and there's rumors out there for season two Wesley Crusher maybe showing up um, you know that kind of thing um, here's the thing right and this is the most important part that um, any fan of Star Trek has to answer before watching the show and just, you know, being a dick online. Um, you have to know going in that this is not Star Trek The Next Generation Part 2. It's just not. Um, and if that's what you want it to be, um, well, <laughs> you're going to be vastly and sorely um, disappointed. And uh, maybe even angry. Um, there's uh, off-color uh, commentary, uh, use of curse words, um, some surprising um, character shifts. Um, but, um, like, yeah, uh, not really surprising. I think um, anybody that's watched the show will know what I'm saying here. The, um, the seven of nine situation, um, I think uh, seven has always been um, very much a fluid, a gender fluid character. Um, she was exploring every aspect of her humanity. So um, I don't have any real issue <laughs> at all. Um, with the implication that Seven of Nine is a lesbian. Um, <laughs> no, no, that, that that's not earth-shattering. Um, that's in the final episode uh, where that reveal happens, and it's a very short moment at that. So, I mean, why anybody would get this upset about it, I don't know. 
Um, I mean, I do know, but I mean, in terms of the show, it's not even a thing. Um, <laughs> that being said, however, I do have some problems with the Seven of Nine character um, in Picard only because I absolutely disdain when a show that I'm into um, makes me wish I was watching a different show. Um, <laughs> it's one of those because, um, yeah, there's a whole context that we are missing as Star Trek fans. Um, um, we don't get to see it, um, um, at least very much. And uh, that is the whole aspect of Seven of Nine being a gun for hire um, out there in the Badlands of what was formerly the neutral zone until Romulus went kaput. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I have so many questions when it comes to that. This is just one of the many, one of the many problems. Um, it's, it's a good problem to have because there's lots of directions to go. However, in comma, um, like, yeah, I don't think they're ever going to make that show. So that's a problem. <laughs> it's a good problem. Uh, I suppose we could all make our own fan fictions and, uh, and do that kind of thing with it. But, man, um, yeah. Seven of Nine is a gun for hire out in the Badlands <laughs> in the Beta Quadrant. Yeah, sign me up. I'll watch that instead. But I can't. So, yeah. And finally, and these are again completely spoiler-filled uh, discussion here at the end without... Um, I'm not trying to rob you of the journey. I encourage everybody, please watch Picard if you have the opportunity. It's absolutely worth your time. Like I said earlier, it is a masterclass in storytelling. Um, the problem may be you may not be interested in the story that it's telling. And um, if that's the case, I'm, I'm sorry um, that you feel that way. Um, because it's a really good story when taken on its own and is told very well. Um, that being said, um, you know, it, it is built on the skeleton of Next Generation and the Abrams universe. So, um, it matters where you fall in between those two things. And, um. Uh, yeah, um, but the biggest bone of contention for any TNG fan is, um, uh, and it really shouldn't be a bone of contention um, if you understand the if you really understand the story that was told with the character of Data, e even in uh, the Next Generation. Um, one of Data's biggest thing, you know, uh, was, uh, like, to be human, you, uh, you know, you know, he was always envious of, uh, the time, uh, the limited time that, uh, humans had, and that's pretty apparent in every stories, 
um, involving data. It's something I didn't realize until a few years ago when I started uh, basically putting TNG on to go to sleep like a lullaby. Uh, my former roommate John can attest to this just every damn night, go to sleep and um, hear Star Trek The Next Generation um, I'm watching the episodes. So I feel like I understand the stories now more than I ever have. And yeah, when it comes to data, the stuff I missed, even on the second and third watches, um, the nuance of the character, um, he was envious of a human's limited life capacity. And um, <laughs> it was the most truly human thing he could do, which would be to die. Um, and yeah. Picard, spoilers, um, gets to finally end the last little remnant of uh, Data's existence um, in the final episode of season one. I won't spoil how all that goes down here. And, you know, consider that a warning shot. Um, and I'm sorry to have spoiled it. For anybody but yeah um, that's a major plot point in the final episode of the season um, and I do need to go back and watch Picard again um, to catch the little nuances that they're saying um, but um, yeah very good show highly recommended and um, yeah well done well done and um, I've noticed some people online um, throwing shade at uh, Mr. Roddenberry. Um, we'll call him Junior. I don't know his actual name, but Gene Roddenberry's son um, is on the executive producer situation. And um, yeah, they, they, they feel, uh, the internet feels that... Um, it should have been more Star Trek. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Just take the journey, folks. Just take the journey. Star, Star Trek Picard. Totally worth your time. All right. So, for Dreadful Rock 574, my name is Charles, your host here on Nerd with the Bone Podcast. You have listened to my review of Star Trek Picard Season 1. Um, be back when Season 2 drops and we can get into all the lusciousness uh one episode at a time i hope peace hi guys welcome back to nerd with the phone podcast where it is always time to get nerdified i'm your host charles and this episode will be entitled one impossible thing at a time that should give you a clue about what's coming up next <laughs>